0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule podcast. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and my special guest this week is Art Hoffman, coming to us from Arizona, and uh, where I'm sure it's hot. Yes, is it?
1: Yes, it's it's still 95 to 100 degrees. We've actually had a really mild summer, which is great. Lots of rain, uh, cooler temperatures, but we'll take it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm very excited to have you here as um, the spotlight is on you today. Um Art and I met, uh we were introduced actually through a referral. Um uh, we were Art was referred to me by someone I met, I think on LinkedIn. I think I met her on LinkedIn or or in a networking um session. Um now I've forgotten her
1: name. Um and I and I was the one that actually reached out to them on uh, LinkedIn and that's how I got to know them there. So. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you know my world is LinkedIn and that's where everybody comes from, if you will. Yes, um, yeah. You know, and in Hammond. the grand scheme, of, yeah, Lisa Hammond.
0: Lisa, yeah, Lisa Hammond, and yep. um, and I just watched her little TED talk uh, that she did, which was very great. One, yeah, it yeah. was very cool. So, Lisa and I met at a networking event, I think, through LinkedIn. I met you, and you and I are now building this relationship around how we can work together, helping our clients with LinkedIn, and we have different expertise. And I want you to just share with my audience a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: You got it. Um, So again, my name is Art Hopp, and I am the CEO of our company, InLink Advisors. Uh, I trademarked a prospecting method for specifically LinkedIn, and we affectionately call it Cold Click. Uh, the idea was years ago when I was a financial advisor. I used to cold call all the time, and that's how I started in the world. 1999, I was still calling you know three to five hundred dials a day, and I had this whole process and sequence of you know where people went after they answered and they said this, they didn't answer, they did that. It, it all went somewhere you know, to work for some sort of follow up. So I had this entire process for the cold calling side that um, about seven or eight years ago, I decided to start applying it towards LinkedIn because everybody tells you LinkedIn's a great place to prospect because you can find out all kinds of demographic information, which they're a thousand percent correct. But the idea and the hard part for most people is having a system around that Mm -hmm. and having a process that is clearly defined to where you know where people are going to go and why. And if they say something, this is what happens. If they do something, this is what happens. If they don't, this is what happens, that kind of stuff. So that's what cold click is all about. And that's what I do now. I help people on LinkedIn using their profiles to systematize their prospecting, their outreach, and their marketing 100% through the direct messaging platform. So it's no posts. It's not paid advertisements. It's not SEO. It's strictly get people to connect to you within your target demographic and start messaging them to start conversations. That's the the simplicity of
0: it. Yes, and it it sounds simple. It's not simple, it's easy, but it's not simple because you do have to be on top of that that system that I'm still working on, (laughs) right? I I love talking to people. The system behind it is the hard part. And this is where art is a pro, a real pro in that I think what differentiates you in one big way. And what I really found um, was attractive for me is that you help your clients. You oh, absolutely coach them through not supposedly you do coach them through um, the process as they are responding to these messages that you, that your people um, start for them. Yeah.
1: It, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of companies like mine out there yep. that, you know, they promote, Hey, we'll find you new connections. We'll yep. give you a system you can use But a lot of it, is just that they give you their system, you pay for it upfront, you pay for it ongoing, and then you have to figure it all out. You have to, you know, figure out what you're going to say here and what's going to happen then and what your sequence is going to be and the timing and everything else. And Then you might get in trouble on LinkedIn and you don't know what to do there. And then, you, so yes, I do a lot of coaching, a lot of handholding, and I do a lot of it because I have found out throughout my entire career, sales fail when you do not follow up. So you as the the salesperson, the person that's your LinkedIn profile is being used, if you're not taught how to follow up and you're not doing that, it doesn't matter how many people I get you connected to, you're never going to have enough business to to know what to do with at that point. So I I have to teach you at least my way. You can then adapt it and make it yours and go from there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I found that um, when I started working with you, that you were flexible. You were open to suggestions of like, control freaks like me who want to say it in in really in my language but you're the pro you know what's working on in those messages um but it's good to experiment once in a while and yeah um and that's the biggest piece that I I get approached all the time by people in your business that you know have these systems that but you're right that was a difference for me that you actually care and you know my my thing is all about building relationships sure. and nurturing relationships and. This is the only way on LinkedIn to do that is through messaging people. Yeah. And the goal being, of course, I know you agree, is to take those people off LinkedIn and start a real conversation on a phone, on a Zoom call, in a restaurant, exactly. that kind of thing. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So um, in the few years that you've been doing this, what's your, do you get, um, do you get those ROI um, numbers from clients. Do you see some stories of success?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. I I keep track of. We keep track of tons of data. For example, last month, um, actually, it was not August; it was uh, July. We actually hit the one million new connection marks for our wow. clients. Yeah. So we've helped our clients. We have over five hundred clients. We've helped over the last two and a half, three years that we've been doing this full time, and uh, a million new connections over 5 million messages sent out in that time frame and you know not to mention the the data that comes back from that which is okay so what are your connection rates that's important on linkedin because linkedin doesn't like you just blasting people messages and only connecting with 5 6% of those people if you're in the right target demographic you should be 25 30 plus percent in terms of connection rates that's what we average 25 to 30% and we adjust things if needed if we're not getting those numbers. Uh, but then and more importantly is what, what we call the engagement rate, meaning they've connected with you now. How many of those people actually communicate back with you when you send them a message? Well, we figured out that it's about a, um, a 15% response rate to each individualized campaign that we run. That doesn't mean that you're going to go in and run a billion different campaigns in a month because you can't do that. But if you run consistent campaigns, 100, 150 messages per day, for example, you're gonna get about a 15% response rate. And it doesn't mean they're all yeses. It just means that they're replying back and they're telling you yes, no, or maybe. So you're finding out what that level of interest is. The yeses and the maybes, obviously those go into a specific bucket. That's for you to, again, take offline, like you mentioned. And start to develop that relationship further, but to the the conversation rate is is exponentially higher than what you find when you're doing paid advertisements and you know uh, things of that SEO work, things like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's much more beneficial for people to spend their time on those conversations and trying to nurture them along than it is to go spend the big bucks trying to get you know 100,000 messages sent out or advertisements placed on somebody's facebook page just to get 10 people to respond kind of thing.
0: Right. Now, when we did we started a campaign um for me, we did two campaigns, one with new connections based on a, yep. a few uh categories of of people and one was a reconnect campaign yep. um and I can't remember whether it was a combination or of both or which one it was, but we had an over 50% um
1: uh return of reply rate replies. yeah the engagement rate yeah. now that was that was a combination of both of them and if you don't mind I'll share some of your numbers yeah. right from, yeah. Right yeah. from yeah. yourself yeah. um but the yeah so a lot of people don't realize that um again companies like mine there's a bunch of them out there they always focus on your current your your, new connections we're going to get you new connections new connections new connections a lot of people forget that you have all these people you're already connected to so as part of what we do with clients from day 1 is we help them go back to all of those people that they're already connected with and send a message out systematized to where they are trying to get an engagement you've grown this tree there's fruit in it you just have to you know reach out and shake it a little bit to see what's going to fall out and that's where we start with a lot of our clients because that's the easy pickings that's the that that's like you said. That's the response rates of fifty percent instead of fifteen yeah, percent. Yeah, that's where the numbers really, really, really start to you know step up. If that makes sense. So, um, I'm looking at your current connection campaign that we ran. This is from July eighth through nine, twelve has a fifty three percent response rate. So those no. are current connections, right? Current yeah. connections. Yeah. So uh, what's
0: happening is the people that are responding are saying, Hey, yeah, it has been a while. Let's book a time to talk, or I'm glad yeah. you reached out. Or, um, um, I had one yesterday that said something like, uh, what was it? Um, oh uh, yeah. Thanks for reaching out. I'm sorry. I'm moving jobs in the next couple of weeks. Can we connect after that? Well, I haven't talked to this person for like three years, but yeah. yet it, it, It works, you know, like, and I basically said, yeah, absolutely. If you're re-established, you know, maybe we can find a way to work together in the future. Should I call back in a month or, you know, whatever. So, and then I have to get
1: in my system.
0: Now, and, and what I want
1: to point out is that 53%, everybody's like, well, if you send 100 messages and get 53 responses, then that's a good number. No, this is 567 messages have been sent out. That's 303 people that have replied back in some way, shape, or form to that message. Yeah. Now, we don't just do that once with clients. We do that over and over again, a couple of times throughout the year. For example, holidays are coming up. Yeah, we, we encourage our clients to go through and send everybody that they're connected to, whether they've told you to go pound sand or not, a holiday message, just like you would send them a greeting card or, a, or you know, a holiday card or something of that nature that you want to do that. And LinkedIn loves that you do that because you are trying to engage with all of your connections all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: what they want to see. They want to make sure that you're you're checking all those boxes within their algorithm.
0: You know, it's interesting. you just I know we're, we're on a call here. Um, this is but this is basically off the record. You just gave me an idea. So I have a birthday campaign that I do with greeting mm-hmm. cards. And because um, you know the other part of my business is send out cards, yep. and um, I reach out to people uh, I uh, on Facebook whose birthdays are I have access to there, and I ask them for their mailing address, and I have a great sure. message that I use. It's your birthday, blah blah. I'm going to see what happens with LinkedIn because not only do I want you to send them a LinkedIn, you know, holiday message, but I want you to think about. Um, me sending you a real card, or yeah. you sending cards this year to your um, uh, connection Correct. and clients and so on. So that might be something that I can start thinking about doing pretty soon. Actually,
1: absolutely, um, I've got I've got clients. I mean, it, it, you're limited with your activity on LinkedIn, right? Yes, There's only so course. much you can do every day because they want it to be a real person that's in there doing it. They don't yeah, want it to be you know robots, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it keeps everybody on the same page. It keeps everybody honest. And it makes sure that whatever activity you're doing, it needs to look, act, and feel like a human being is doing it. Even if you are using some automation and it's not no secret, there's automation. out there. But the idea is you need to make sure that you are, you're doing what you should be doing uh, on a daily basis. So when you're stuck with those limits and a guy like me who has 14,000 plus connections on LinkedIn, I got to start doing, uh, you know, I'm basically always doing some sort of greeting card to everybody that I'm connected with throughout the entire course of the year. So it might be 50 a day, it might be 25 a day, but I have to constantly do that in order to stay in touch with all those folks. Right. Exactly. So, um, I think this is great. I, okay.
0: So I want to ask a question though, that you, we call it cold click. It yep. used to be cold calling back yep. in the day. Right. Um, yep. and you say on your LinkedIn banner, cold calling sucks. Um, yes. <laughs> and, um, And I want to know what your take is on. um, So in a way, the new connection outreaches is cold clicking, cold call. Right. But um, how do you how do you when you do your outreach in that way, um, think relational instead of transactional? Because that's what's changed, you know, in the.
1: Absolutely. So. We've all gotten the messages on LinkedIn. Hey, let's connect. And then you connect. And within an hour, you get this automatic message that says, buy this from me. I want to sell you something. And everybody hates that. Yes. Several years ago, uh, I always would talk to my clients and I always do talk to them about, hey, your messaging has to have your voice in. it." And my style has always been, hey, Janice, I'd like to connect because I'd like to see how we can help one another. And I want to, I want to see if that is going to go somewhere because I don't know if you, if you like me as a person and if you don't like me as a person, if you don't like me as a person, you're never going to do business with me. And if you don't know me, you're never going to do business with me. So Mm -hmm. let's get to know each other first. It's that, Hey, we just met in a bar. Can I buy you a drink type of thing? Right. Let's talk, talk a little bit. So I always encourage people that when you do get somebody to connect, be honest while you're asking them to connect first and foremost. I wanna connect and see if there's an opportunity for A, B or C, whatever that is, okay? Then the people that do choose to connect with you have given you permission to open up a conversation at that point. It doesn't have to be about the sale though and what you do. I always encourage my clients, turn it on them. Janice, tell me about you. What is it that you do? Let me see if I can help you in some way. And then guess what happens naturally through the course of human conversation and courtesy? When I ask you about you and you're done talking about you, what should you theoretically do to me? Ask Ask me about me. Yeah, And that's the idea. And that's where the conversations truly become relational. They truly become relatable. And frankly, when when and if I get somebody to interact with me that way, a lot of times they tell me exactly what I want to hear. They tell me the things that I need to know as to whether or not I can help them. And if I can't, or if it's not the right fit, we're just honest. We move on to the next one. Yeah. That's the, the way it works. But the idea is get you know ask them about them first. Yeah. Offer to help them because people love talking about themselves and yeah. people love help. Those are the two things that I that I encourage everybody to do, especially in that first outreach message. Going forward, it can be more you know product oriented, sales yeah. oriented, uh, you know help oriented in terms of what you're trying to do with them. But you you got to understand who they are first before you can take it that far.
0: So the, the message that I've had the most fun with is the message after the connect with the new people where I've asked I them. love your
1: message. It's awesome. Yeah,
0: it's so fun. <laughs> so it is basically about asking them what I can't learn about them by reading their LinkedIn profile and yeah. something uh, specific and fun about them. And, you know, the, those that, those that play my game and do that are really my people because they enjoyed the sense of humor. Yeah. So, um, um, when we first met and we talked about this i found out so much about you too so um my thing was that um i was on wheel of fortune and you topped that big time because you were on <laughs> okay. uh, you, were, you were a child star i mean you were on uh, um, you were on uh, the wonder years and yep. you were in the movie ghost ship which i see yes. that uh, those yes. who can see this. Are, are um, these are
1: these are all my relatability points. Back, then. Yeah. people ask me about them all the yeah, time. That's so, yeah, that's
0: very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And um, uh, so I watched a clip from Ghost Ship mm-hmm. uh, on IMDb last night, and oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and I saw. I think it was you that you were the preppy kid,
1: right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was the, I was the typecast football player, preppy kid, Letterman jacket. You got it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Preppy.
1: It was perfect because it was, it
0: was exactly what I thought it would be for you. And knowing that I had seen those pictures behind you and that you were the football, were you the, were you the big man
1: on campus too? I'd like to think I was, but, you know, I probably wasn't, you know, I, 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 so I played a lot of sports, obviously high school. I was a three sport athlete in high school, football, basketball track, and uh, most years, and then went off to college, Colorado state and ended up getting a scholarship there after I walked on. So for me, it was always about, I was trying to prove myself because I was always that underdog kid. You know, I'm a five eleven, 175 pound, you know, white guy, for lack of a better yeah, way of putting it. Yeah. So I had a lot to prove in order to get where I was, but yeah. So I would like to think I was, but I probably, it was probably all right. Here in the
0: head, so. But well, sometimes
1: you need that. Sometimes you need that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But that's when it's, it's very quick to bond with people when you find out something about them that absolutely. isn't in their profile. And yet yeah. the other thing is that so often I, I, um, you know, I'll get a con- somebody will reach out to me to connect and they'll say, you know, tell me about yourself or tell, you know, tell me about um what you do. Well, read my frigging profile. That's why, you yeah. you know, and that's the part that drives me crazy. So do you encourage people when a connection is made to make sure they look at
1: that profile?
0: Absolutely. And look something that is yep. a common bond,
1: right? Well, and here's the thing. It, it works both directions, right? It works when you ask them to connect with you. What's the first thing they're probably going to do? They're going to go look at your profile exactly. and see if there's, a reason for them to connect with you. most people don't just hit blindly hit accept because it doesn't work that way on LinkedIn. Um, So yeah, they're going to go look at your profile. So dang it, make sure your profile says what you want it to say, make sure it has pictures in there, make sure it has talking points, make sure it has accolades and endorsements and all the other things that, you know, pump you up, if you will. Um, but then yes, do the homework. When somebody connects with you, look at their profile, find out who they are and what they do. Hey, so-and-so, thank you for connecting with me. I appreciate that. I noticed that you work at XYZ company and that you went to XYZ school. I was wondering, you know, tell me a little bit about that. How was that school? You guys were a rival of ours or something. I mean, that makes it more personal, more relatable. And that's how I actually coach all of our clients too. I And we tell them very specifically Yes, we could probably make your job super easy by using some AI and doing some copy and paste responding for you within LinkedIn, but you're not going to get the results you're looking for because of what you just talked about. If you get a message that comes back in, that is your responsibility as one of our clients. That's where we stop. They don't get any more messages from us at that point. So they go into your inbox. You're responsible for it. You need to take the time to go find those talking points, relatability, and have a real, true, genuine conversation. Now, does that mean that you can't use a lot of copy and paste material and just fill in some blanks here and in there? No, of course you can't. However, it's going to be more personal if it's in your words, and your writing, and it has your talking points on there. So yes, definitely encourage that across the board.
0: Yeah, I was, I, I was training a client yesterday who... Um, is looking to, she's a solopreneur and she's looking to build a new um, business. And what I, and I, we've been talking about how to do the messaging. And I find that, you know, I have to look at what their, their messaging string is, because what happens is they don't know how to move it offline. It becomes, right. It becomes um, just this, inane conversation now sometimes and this happened with me with one of my new connections that responded to my um wheel of fortune question Sure. Um, but then he he i couldn't get past the the fluff talk with him because in the financial industry not sure where i could get it was not going anywhere. So I'm, I'm thinking it's not meant to go anywhere. And so just yep. move on. Cause there's enough people out there, but in, in this case with my new client, it was like, or with my client, it was that, you know, she, I could see she still needed some help, you know, showing something of that, you know, providing something of value or or asking the right question to move it to the next level. Do you find that's where people get
1: stuck? Yes. A lot of times they do. And for lack of a better way of putting it, most people are not salespeople. Yeah. They're not there, that's not their their gig. So I've done a lot of sales training throughout my career. So a lot of my conversations with current clients are around the sales side of things. I teach them little tricks here and there. Hey ask the question this way, use these particular words. When you see this, it's called a buying signal. That's the type of thing that you want to use to take it offline and have that conversation elsewhere. So yeah, I I try to coach a lot of our clients through that, that don't have that knowledge or that expertise and, or just the know-how, because a lot of people, you know, we're always selling something, whether it's ourselves as a person, whether it's us as a friend, you know, coworker, whatever the case might be, or even a product, we're selling it. And there's just little nuances and little tricks that you can use throughout the whole process that help. And they naturally occur if you're listening. If you're listening, listening. Exactly. And yeah. that's what most people don't do. They don't listen. And that's yeah. why I always tell people, start with asking them about them and then just shut up. Yeah, exactly. Because they're going to they're gonna tell you what they want you to know. And then from there, you can take that conversation where it needs to go. Do you know what the,
0: an anagram of listen is? Give it to me. Silent.
1: There you go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I always find that so fascinating. Like, who made that up? Like you can't make somebody that
1: that actually listened. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sat down and and thought about it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so um so you so you practice what you preach, your clients come from your conversations on LinkedIn.
1: Yes, 100 percent. Not 100 percent anymore, because I get a lot of referrals. Referrals, Uh, Yes. 100 percent of our new prospect clients come from our process online, on LinkedIn specifically.
0: Okay, Um, so let's just digress a little bit. So having been in the entertainment industry when you were a child and getting Mm -hmm. out of it um, sanely, because uh, I know that that isn't always so. No,
1: agreed. Um, Agreed. yeah.
0: Yeah, I've experienced it in my family, so I get it. Um, there you go. uh,
1: did you ever want that for yourself as an adult? Did you- I did. Um, and I will tell you that I probably haven't. Um, I, so, and here's why Yeah. I, I regularly do presentations to clients, yes. right? Yes. So that's
0: Your performance. Right, that in
1: and of itself is a performance. Yeah then I regularly do webinars. I do those all the time, every three weeks, like clockwork. And then I also help clients with their webinars and I'll MC for them and Mm. I'll get that kind of FaceTime as I like to call it, or camera time uh, within that respect because the reality is that that's just my personality. I don't mind being out there, I've, and you know, throughout my career as a financial advisor, I sat in front of rooms of thousands of people and gave presentations and had zero jitters about it, other than yeah. don't say something you're not supposed to, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. don't use that bad word or whatever. <laughs> um, outside of it, wasn't the nervousness of being in front of a thousand people. It was just okay. The content is this. This is what I want to say. I just have to make sure I get it all correct. So yes, I still have that to some extent. I- um, and I think that's a lot of you know what I still portray to this day through the process that's out there. But uh, in terms of the the fame and the glory, eh, I I go back and I I think about it and I go, you lose a lot of privacy when yeah. you're at that upper echelon. And yeah. and what most people don't realize is that the the people that you are household names, those are what I classify as the snowflakes on the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones you're going to see because they're above water. Okay. Yeah. But they're also the ones that, you know, they're, they're most present and those are the ones that everybody's aspiring to be. They want to be at the top. They want to be the pinnacle. And the problem is they can't get there um, because they have to push somebody off in order to do that a lot of times. And well, it's you know, different now
0: too. Because, it is.
1: Yeah. It's so different.
0: Um, so um, do you, Do you still like? Do you enjoy movies? Do you go to or do you watch? I do. Do I watch watch the
1: Emmy. I watched the Emmys last night. I love it. It was the worst show ever. It was the worst (laughs) show. It was. It was definitely a lot more laid back than what I remember it being like, for whatever reason. But it uh, was uh, not good. Honestly, I thought it, it was awful. They have a, they have, you know, but the, yeah, I enjoy doing that. My, my wife and I all sit and watch TV yeah. shows and we binge watch stuff and things like yeah. that. And, you know, my, and it's funny because one of our shows that we're watching right now is a, is a reality show called Alone. And my wife keeps telling me, are you, when are you going to sign up for this? And basically oh. what it is, is they, they take these people that are professional, you know, uh, survivalists and they throw yes. them out into the wilderness and yes, say, I've seen live it. as
0: long as you can. Yeah, I've seen one season, and I I yeah. don't think I could have watched it again. I tried, but I didn't. Yeah, it's very yeah. So
1: we we just got into it because we saw the most recent season. Now we're going back and watching the previous okay. ones, and yeah, it yeah, they, they got better as it went on. I okay. Um, but yeah, it's so for me, I'm just like that would be something fun to do. But again, <laughs> you, you got to video yourself as you're doing yeah. everything, and then you got to survive. And yeah. my wife's okay. telling me I got to pack on like 40 pounds before I go out there because otherwise <laughs> I won't make it. Yeah, kind of fun. Oh, that's so yeah.
0: So, um, one of the things I like to ask my guests um, Mm -hmm. before um, the show concludes is, well, I I have a couple of different questions, but the one I like to ask the most is about my favorite word, curiosity. So, two-part question. Do you think curiosity is innate or learned? And part two, what are you
1: most curious about right now? I think it's innate. Um, I, I don't necessarily think it's learned. I think it's uh, something that, as physical beings, we all have a level of, and that goes to every single animal that's out there. Uh, now, whether you learn from your curiosity, especially your mistakes, that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I think that I also think it's it's powerful because it allows for progress, mm. it allows for um, moving forward, and to give you a perfect example of that, I'm always curious as to how I can better the process that we have. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just one example. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a tinker too. I'm a, I'm one of those guys that loves to tinker in the garage and I've got a garden and, you know, I'm trying to figure out the best way to, you know, to grow something, especially here in Arizona and and all that kind of stuff. Right. So if you're not curious about stuff and you're not trying to do it differently, um, mm-hmm. than the previous person, then I think it, 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 you just get stale. Um, right. Everything gets stale. And I think that that's truly what's made us human beings is that we got to a point of progression of curiosity that says, hey, what is this thing that's burning over here? Oh, we'll call that fire. Oh, it's hot. Don't touch it. Don't go do out <laughs> again. But wait, maybe I can cook a steak on it. That kind of stuff, yeah. you know? And then here we are all these years later. But I think that curiosity is innate. Um, but I also think that the, the, the things that I'm most curious about are what I like to call a progression or evolution or, um, you know, making something better than, than the way you found it or leaving it better than the way you found it, for example. Okay. But that all comes with curiosity. You got you to gotta be curious about how to do it differently than everybody yeah. else has done it to try to make it different. So. Uh,
0: yeah, I, that's a great answer. Thank you. Thank you. You're and um, do you, are you mostly nowadays a reader, a listener, or a watcher?
1: I've seen. I've never been a reader Janice. Yeah. I uh, books I, I open a book and I fall asleep. That's just <laughs> that's just me, okay? Yeah. No, yeah. so that I'm a listener. I I love listening um especially when I'm doing other things. I'm uh, for to my detriment, I think I'm I try to claim that I'm a multitasker, which we all yeah. know you you, yeah. you can't do both, right? But as I'm gardening, I'll be listening to a book. Yeah. Um, as I'm working outside, I'll be listening to, you know, some self-help type thing or, um, but yeah, if I can listen to it, then great. If I'm driving somewhere, I, I love driving and listening to, you know, audiobooks and things like that. So I'm uh, definitely a listener. Okay. Cool.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Uh, This has been fun. Um, yeah. Uh, I was watching you talking about progression and curiosity. Um, my little granddaughter, I had to pick her up yesterday after um, play school. She's three. And, um, just three in a couple of months and a couple of months. And my husband took her down to the park, which is just across the street, basically. Um, and there's the playground there. And she's very comfortable at that playground because she's been going there since she was really little. And so there's a you know, climbing thing and there's swings and, and slides. Sure. And he videoed her yesterday doing this progression on going stepping from one thing to another which was moving they're moving things and then going on to um um uh some climbing thing and then got to another place and then she had to reach the monkey bars the the rings that you hang on to and she reached them and hung on this time for like a couple of minutes and then jumped down to the ground and had a like almost perfect landing by the way she didn't sure and it, it was interesting because She I've seen her do those things little bits at a time, but she had this whole thing this time. She was so confident and curious to try the next thing. And the next thing, next time she'll be going along the month. She's three. It's like unbelievable what she was doing. And I was like, wow, that was amazing. So I just had to share that. Anyway, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank
1: you for having me. I appreciate Uh, it. My
0: pleasure. Tell my audience,
1: first of all, where they can find you. Yep. You can find us online at Cold dash click.com. That's our web our web address. Uh, you can find me by just emailing me directly at uh, Arthur A-R-T-H-U-R at inlinkadvisors.com. Uh or you can send info at inlinkadvisors.com. Uh, our phone number is 602 609 6445. So the idea is you know, we're here to help. Uh, there's a lot of things that we can and cannot do when it comes to the world of LinkedIn. If you're interested, go check out our website. There's tons of information on there. Come to one of our webinars. Um, I like offering those out to people because a lot of times they, everybody still fears the, the hard sale, right? You know, the, the high pressure sales. But webinars are a great way for you to come find out what the process is like, get to know us as a company and how we work with you and, you know, how that, how that plays out. And then truly, you know, decide whether or not it's something that could work for you and for your business. And one
0: thing you didn't say is you can find me on LinkedIn.
1: Oh, yes, you can absolutely <laughs> find me on LinkedIn. Yes, I'm all, I'm all over LinkedIn. If you haven't, yeah. you probably already got something from me and you just don't even know it yet. So, no, um, I, yeah, yeah, you can absolutely find me on LinkedIn for sure. Yeah, and by
0: all means, if you if you connect with Art on LinkedIn, do tell him you heard uh, absolutely heard speak on my podcast, Relationships Rule. And uh, all of that information we'll put in the show notes so that you can have it to find him. So thank you again for being here.
1: Appreciate thank it. You.
0: audience for being here and again remember it's important to stay connected and be remembered thank you so much for listening to the podcast today if this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship and you think that others can benefit from listening please share this episode if you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comments sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.